0: Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it.
1: Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life.
0: We are one movement, one people, one family, and one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again we will make america wealthy again we will make america strong again we will make america proud again and we will make america great again and we are going to make america great again welcome friends to praying for america where we not only comment on but pray over the news it's great to have you with me pro-life leader frank pavone here of priests for life and I want to give you some uh, important updates about some events taking place during these very days as we are joining together on these broadcasts. Uh, give it over to your prayers and talk about its connection to building the greatness of America. And I also want to say a little bit more about the attitude of some of those in the House who uh, voted against uh, the uh, impeachment of Mayorkas, a vote that will be repeated and hopefully second time around will uh, will succeed, but... There's a deeper lesson here beyond whether Majorca stays in that position or not. There's a deeper lesson that I want to get to. So as always, let's go to the Word of God. By the way, in all of these programs on the comments, which I see, I want you to uh, feel free to leave your prayer intentions because praying for America, as we've always said, includes praying for one another. I want to go to the book of Psalms and uh, pray together with you Psalm 95 asking God's blessings on this nation. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into His presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to Him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. In His hand are the depths of the earth, the heights of the mountains are His also. The sea is His, for He has made it, and His hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. Today, if you hear His voice, Do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day of Massah in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test. And put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. For forty years I loathed that generation. And said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Let us pray. Father, give us hearts that hear your voice, that do not harden against your word or your spirit. Hearts in America, Lord God, that hear your voice are hearts that can make this country great again. It is your voice, it is your spirit who renews the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. This is indeed the prayer we make for America. Renewing the face of the earth, Includes renewing the face of this nation again by hearts open to you, filled by you, used by you, governed by you. As we elect our leaders, Lord God, may we keep our eyes on you, the leader of all, the Lord of all. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, well, let me start by telling you what I did um Yesterday and what I'm doing during these days here at our headquarters of Priests for Life, one of the largest pro-life organizations in the nation, and of course with this upcoming election, you know, even for those of you, I, I know we have a pro-life audience, and uh, but even for those of you who are not necessarily so uh, involved in the issue of abortion, you are people who want to win these elections. And this year in particular, the abortion issue has become a key, a crucially important area where we must win. The Democrats want to try to take down the elections over the abortion issue. And uh, I'm dealing with this full time. We need to work together to make sure that they don't get away with doing that. And there are ways of pushing back. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And then, uh, as I say, I'm going to say a little bit about this Mayorkas impeachment and the ridiculous attitude that some of these rhinos have. In regard to abortion, there are two dynamics at work regarding the elections. One is this uh, cry of the other side to defend Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade was reversed. It was a... a, uh, a stunning uh, defeat for the other side, the pro-abortion side, that this Roe v. Wade was finally reversed by the court after after nearly 50 years of it being in place, pretending that there is a constitutional right to abortion. And the Supreme Court said, look, you look at the Constitution, and again, for those that aren't necessarily into the the pro-life cause, but they're into the Constitution, you can appreciate what they're saying here. You look at the Constitution, you don't see abortion, you don't see a right to abortion. And then you look at the history behind the Constitution, and you don't see it there either. So the Supreme Court's, uh, uh, much of their argument in in reversing Roe v. Wade was simply the absence of the declared uh, and supposed right that Roe v. Wade had uh, had upheld for five decades. Now, so that's one pillar here that the Democrats are trying to, to rest on, which is let's restore this right to abortion. Let's restore Roe v. Wade. And they want to try to do it through legislation that actually goes way beyond Roe v. Wade because Roe v. Wade, you know, to the surprise of many people, Roe v. Wade does not say that abortion is an unlimited right uh, or a right that is just to be exercised by the judgment of of the uh, of the woman who's uh, who's pregnant. Doesn't say that. Says the right is limited. It's limited by medical considerations. It's limited also, and this is a crucial point to understand, it's limited also by the fact that there's a second life involved. A second life which, whatever you think about its definition or its value, a second life that is indisputably ended by the abortion procedure. It's the whole purpose of the abortion procedure. So it's like you can't resolve this issue just by pretending that only one person is impacted. But that's what the Democrats do. Oh, there's only one person impacted by this. Well, we're restricting women's rights when we when we limit abortion. We're 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 denying them health care when we limit abortion. And it's like you kind of wait for you kind of wait silently for an acknowledgement that you know there's another piece of the puzzle. There's another side of the equation. There's another set of rights and interests to be balanced. Maybe they're going to say something about the life in the womb that we all know in real life is a baby. But no. You don't hear it. You see how they're trying to quote resolve the abortion issue? Jeez, any debate that you have, you're trying to to you know reconcile two different ideas or any, any dispute in any kind of court when you think about it. There's one party and there's another party. And they're disputing about the the, 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 the harm being done to their rights. Isn't that how that what this process is all about? You don't resolve Court cases simply by saying, or any kind of dispute, simply by dropping one piece of the equation out as if it didn't exist before you resolve the question. But that's what the Democrats are constantly doing about abortion. By presenting it just as, oh, well, this is women's rights, women's health, women's autonomy, freedom. I mean, we believe in all those things. But... But to, to just continue to, to, to talk about it in those terms, making it a one-dimensional issue rather than a two-dimensional issue. One-dimensional, oh, it's just about the woman's freedom, voila, tip. Question, question resolved, issue settled. You can't restrict women's rights. And they don't even talk about the fact that there's a second life involved here. One of the things they're trying to do in the election stir up that base of, uh, especially, you know, the Democrats rely on count on the votes of, of single women and they want to make this a defining issue. The second thing that's going on, so we, we can deal with that in and of itself and we've got lots of, of, uh, of recommendations on how to deal with that. But the second dynamic at work for you to understand are these state ballot initiatives. And understand what the other side is doing. Having lost the existence of a constitutional right to abortion, it's not that the Supreme Court took it away, it's that they acknowledge it was never a basis for saying it was there in the first place. They want to put that supposed right, which has never been acknowledged by any state constitution ever, they want to start putting it into state constitutions. Now, you don't normally set public policy by amending constitutions. You set public policy through the legislative process, and then the executive is there to you know, sign or veto legislation. But it's like the legislative process is a robust process that involves the input of citizens, lobbying, hearings, evidence, debates, questions, counter-questions, flexible time frames, etc., because issues are complex, and, and you, you want to get as much information and input as possible from the people whose lives are going to be impacted by whatever that legislation ends up being. But they want to bypass all that. The pro-abortion people want to bypass the legislative process and just bring abortion into the state constitutions. Because once it's in the state constitution that there's a right to abortion, then the legislature can't do anything anymore to, to, to protect the, the rights of the baby. They can't do anything anymore because that any law has to be within the bounds of the Constitution. So you see what the other side is trying to do? They're trying to short-circuit, they're trying to hijack, they're trying to truncate that process by which the American people digest issues and debate issues and, 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 and something that the Supreme Court, when they reversed Roe v. Wade back in June of 2022, said should happen. In other words, they said, let's have the robust debate that the issue deserves, let the American people and their elected representatives work it out. The other side, by by trying to impose these state constitutional uh, amendments that declare a right to abortion, is, understand what they're doing, by bypassing that process in a way that has never been done in any state constitution from coast to coast ever in our American history. Does that sound like a reasonable way of dealing with this? But they wanna to try to get people out in these various states, and they've introduced these, uh, these measures into certain states that are ex- extremely important to the outcome of, uh, of the presidential race, like Arizona. And this is what they're trying to do. And, and so, what are we doing here? Uh, I, I wanted to let you know, first of all, yesterday I was in Tallahassee, the, the capital of Florida, We were at the Supreme Court of Florida, and I was the keynote speaker at the rally there that was held at the very hour that the justices inside the court were hearing the case about the the ballot initiative that the pro-abortion forces have introduced in Florida. They want Floridians to find on the ballot in November a measure that would put a constitutional right to abortion into the Florida Constitution. What was the court talking about? Our great Attorney General Ashley Moody petitioned the court to say, look, uh, this is vague. This is confusing to the voters. If we're going to have a citizen initiative, there are various ways of amending the Constitution, but the one that the the pro-abortion people have chosen to put this directly to a vote of the citizens, there are requirements under the law about the fact that that measure has to be clear enough for the voter to really understand what he or she is voting for or against. And the argument here is it's not clear. The terms are not well defined, it's vague, and it's not fair to put something before the voters where they think they might be voting for one thing and are getting the opposite. One of the examples is uh, the use of the word viability. They say, well, you we have a right to abortion until viability. Viability of what? And Ashley Moody said, well, you know, you could talk about the viability of a pregnancy. Will the pregnancy be able to continue? And that's a matter that, that gets, gets ironed out in the first trimester, usually. Or you could talk about the viability of the baby, which is much, much later. We're talking about 20, 21, 22, 23 weeks. So that would make a difference in the decision of many voters if they're saying, well, we're allowing abortion in the first trimester or we're allowing abortion all the way through the second trimester, that makes a difference for a lot of people. There's another issue at stake here, which is single subject. This says to be, the, 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 mat- the matter on the ballot needs to be a single subject, not uh, multiple subjects into one. And the wording of this particular amendment actually brings up various different kinds of issues. Prohibiting abortion versus delaying abortion. Delaying abortion, it says you can't delay an abortion. Well, delaying an abortion uh, could mean you want to give the, the mother informed consent, give her some information about the procedure, the risks, the alternatives, the development of the baby inside of her, and give her a day. Give her a day to consider whether she's going to make this life-changing decision one way or the other and, and have her come, have to come back the next day for the procedure. Now, many people who are pro-choice, many people who are Democrats, don't find that to be unreasonable at all. And yet this amendment would uh, would eliminate that. The point being that that's a different set of considerations to delay an abortion than it is considerations whether you're going to restrict it, can only be done under certain conditions, which is a different set of considerations from which you're going to prohibit it altogether. So the point that the attorneys on our side are making, and I want to thank Matt Staver from Liberty Counsel, who was the the key uh, arguer from our side before the court uh, for uh, making clear this point that this violates the single subject rule. We'll see what the court says by by arguing from the constitution from the constitution of our court, the composition I should say of our court. It, it, it's 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 a heavily conservative court almost unanimously. Judging from the arguments that were held uh, yesterday, uh, the attorneys are saying, who knows, it could go either way. We shall see. But we're battling against this in various different states. And we want to invite you to be part of this uh, battle. You're going to be able to find out more at ProLifeVote.com. And we'll talk about it more as these battles unfold. Because, again, abortion may not be your key issue, but winning the election is key to all of us. And, uh, therefore, we need to engage this issue more than we normally do, if for nothing else than for the sake of of winning this election. All right, let me uh, also say that in these days now, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of this week, and we started uh, last night, Wednesday night, I have a gathering, a strategy gathering taking place right here at my headquarters of Priests for Life, of national pro-life leaders. If you are involved in the pro-life movement, many of the groups that you would be familiar with are represented here within the walls of this building. And uh, in fact, we'll be here in this studio doing different tapings over these next three days. This is a crucially important strategy gathering. Because as I said, the Democrats want to pull down this election using this abortion issue. We are gathered as people who have been focused and dealing with the abortion issue for decades in many uh, of the cases of these leaders, otherwise for years. And we are, are hammering out uh, approaches, strategies, messages, mobilizing of the pro-life vote. Remember, I've, I've always said to you, we have two different dynamics here, messaging, but then you also have mechanics. So we've got to get the messaging clear and we've got to get the mechanics strong. Getting out the vote, turning out the vote, turning out the pro-life vote. And uh, again, prolifevote.com our election website, but pray for the success of this meeting. This is so, so important, one of the most important meetings that's been held, a key part of making America great again, defending the sanctity of life. Our, our country's founded on it, you know that. The right to life is right there in the Declaration of Independence. Talk about foundational documents. Let me switch gears here and uh, go back to this, this very, very, I talked about this last night, as you know, I don't get some of these people. They're clueless. Some of these now I'm talking about. Of course, the Democrats we know they're they're out. They're off. They're off the. They're off the, the, uh, the cliff. They're they're, uh, they're gone. The Democrats are just. They hate America. They're gone. But these uh, and again we're talking about the leadership in the party. We're talking about the federal officials and and, and members of Congress. They're gone. But then you got these Republicans who are clueless about how we have to fight. And three of them voted against this Mayorkas impeachment. Now a fourth, it's been pointed out over and over by many commentators, the uh, representative from Utah who switched his vote did so as a tactical move, not because he's against the impeachment, but because it allows the House to bring it up again for a vote. And uh, and that's crucially important because that will happen. And Let's pray. Let's pray that that actually occurs. But these guys who I, I just one of our one of our friends in the house, uh, Van Drew from uh, Representative Van Drew from uh, New Jersey, was 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 talking uh, to Newsmax about what's the mindset of these colleagues of his that voted against this uh, impeachment. And I want to point out one of these erroneous and dangerous ways of thinking. He says, I can't speak for the few that didn't vote the right way, 1%. God bless the 99%. Give credit where credit is due. But here's what he says: First of all, their sense is that it is not grounds for impeachment. That's nonsense, as we've said before. It's not a policy difference about allowing an invasion of the country or not. That's not a policy difference. It's an abandonment of your responsibility. This is, this is, let me read in, 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 in regard to that. We have an individual, uh, Van Drew said, who is the head of Homeland Security, who is uniquely bad, uniquely doing the wrong thing. This is not about policy change. This is not about republicanism versus democrats. This is about not fulfilling your obligation to the Constitution of the United States. There it is, pure and simple. And some of these guys just don't get it. But here's the other thing I really want to zero in on. He said, I believe they think that if we do this, that in the future, <laughs> this, is, this is laughable, friends. Okay? okay, That in the future, if there's ever a Democratic majority, I hope not, but if there ever is, they will do the same thing. What? What? Follow me here. These people don't know how to fight. They don't know the fight that they're in. They're bringing, like we said yesterday, boxing gloves to a, to a, to a, a shooting match. Listen to this. They think we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't impeach orcas. Because God forbid, if there's ever a Democrat majority, they'll impeach one of our guys. This is laughable. They think the Democrats need a signal from us in order to impeach their political opponents? Have you been sleeping for the last, I don't know, five, six years? Have you been asleep? The Democrats don't care what we do, what we don't do. They have their destructive agenda, and they're going to pursue it no matter what. They're not waiting for a signal from us. They're not waiting for a signal from us to go impeach their political opponents, indict their political opponents, try to imprison their political opponents, try to dry up the the, the, the money of their political You don't think... Have the events of these recent years not registered with these people? The kind of enemy we're dealing with? They hate America. They are set on the destruction of their political opponents. They have abandoned any semblance of respect for people's rights, due process, innocent until proven guilty. They're done with all of that. And we're saying, oh, we're going to set a bad precedent. Give me, oh my, give me a break this is so stupid. If they really think this way, oh my gosh, this is so stupid. The Democrat Party hates this country. They have weaponized this government. They have, they, they have adopted Stalinist tactics. Show me the man and I'll show you the crime. What they're doing, what they have done to President Trump and his supporters and, 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 and peaceful January 6th uh, uh, participants and, and, and pro-life people. and you. We don't want to impeach them because if they're in power, they're going to do the same to us. You don't think they're going to do the same thing anyway? Oh, this is un- I, I just, I find it, at least it's illuminating, right? At least the comfort we can take here is that we see the cancer. We can see where the cancerous cells are. We can understand the problem. We can identify the mindset that now we have to get rid of. Overcome this mindset, vote out of office everybody who has it, and start fighting the way we need to fight for this country. Let's go back into prayer. Father, we we, first of all pray for the we pray for the people not only in congress but among all our fellow citizens who just don't realize the kind of enemy we've got who just don't realize the kind of fight we're in lord wake them up and may we never base our strategy on something that we think the other side might or might not do based on what we do. Help us understand what they're gonna do anyway. Lord God, help us understand the moment that we are in. And Lord God, if those in, in, in positions of power do not understand this, then Lord God, mercifully grant that we might vote them out of power. This is a movement of the people. And this is a movement inspired by the fighting spirit of leaders like Donald J. Trump. Lord, we ask you also to look upon our nation graciously as we wrestle with the issue of abortion. Lord, there are two lives involved, the mom, the baby. Guard us against trying to resolve this issue only by looking at one of the two lives. Guard us, Lord, against trying to resolve this issue by misrepresenting the issue. Help us to come against the lies of the Democrats as if there were this were only a question of women's freedom and whether that freedom should be restricted. Open their eyes to the child. Lord God, strengthen the efforts of our pro-life leaders who are meeting in these days at Priests for Life. Send the Holy Spirit upon these leaders. Make us intent on winning. Make us intent on mobilizing the pro-life vote by the millions. Make us intent, Lord God, on the things that, that matter to you. The right to life is secured in our founding documents. Give us a new realization of how fundamental this issue is. And give us victory. We pray now, my friends, in the words that Jesus Christ gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Make America great again, friends. ProLifeVote.com. ProLifeVote.com. Go there. See what's going on. Join up for our online trainings. We love to have you participate. Crucial issue for saving America. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Spread the word about our program, and God bless you.
1: Hello, I'm Dr. Alvita King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000.